3: Atlanta what the hell is going on it's Dukes and Bell on Sports Radio 92.9 the game Mark Zeno's in for Mike we start off every day and every hour by saying hey man it is a crazy Wednesday and it's crazy on many fronts one because our Atlanta Hawks have changes in the front office that are taking place immediately and we are all saying what is the deal what's going on why now Why at this point in the season when we're a game above five hundred, Hawks play the Bulls tonight right here on Sports Radio 92.9, the game. 7 o'clock pregame, tips at 7.30. Then on top of that, we are watching our nemesis in the uh, uh, National League East get better, and they got way better overnight for those who missed it. And we have to dive into this because as much as we've talked about Dansby going to the Cubs, and, Zeno, you said this the other day. Back-to-back years now, you've lost two cornerstone pieces. And the Mets are spinning like crazy. Here's what I don't get. And, listen,
4: I'm not going to get into Braves' Twitter because those people hate me with a deep-seated passion. But Braves fans are, are really – the prism sometimes you, you guys jump to to me is weird.
3: Explain, like, explain.
4: It's okay to acknowledge that another team is a better owner than you. It's okay to acknowledge that another team has made a better move than you. It's, another, it's okay to acknowledge that another team got better than you did this offseason. That's exactly what the Mets did. Now, what that amounts to, I don't know. You can easily write, oh, the Mets are losers. They never win anything. That's will blow up in their face. Fine if you'd like to do that. But I'll wait for that after 162 games. At this point, is it hard? is it really that hard to say that the Mets are decidedly better than the Braves right now as we sit here on December 21st? Well, on paper, they are. Yeah.
3: On paper, on paper, it's not even close. Yes, they're, they're better starting staff, better bullpen right now, better lineup. Better everyday lineup e- right now. And this is not dissing our guys. No, it's not dissing it at all. We, we just have, at this point, you went from, and I got to tell you guys this, if we had Freddie and Dansby still here, i still feel pretty good. Oh, yeah, I'd feel great. Based on what we've got from other guys, whether it be Michael Money Harris or, or Strider, and you're adding these pieces yeah. already. But we've, we've subtracted. They've added. Yeah.
4: What did we get yesterday? Dua Lipa? Dua Lupo, What's his name? Yeah, yeah. That guy? outfielder. Yeah. With Alf Yeah. I mean, listen. I don't doubt Alex Anthopoulos. And I don't doubt his ability to find diamonds in the rough. Or his ability. Jonathan Luplo is his name. Yeah, Luplo. Dua Lipa. Whatever. <laughs> Let's levitate. Dip, all dip of us. Diplo. Yeah, that too. <laughs> um, but all of this, I don't doubt Alex Anthopoulos. And I don't doubt the Braves' ability to be very good, very competitive, and make the playoffs again. But you just have to acknowledge the simple fact is this. Up in New York, they got an owner that, as a Yankee fan, I wish I had. Mm. Because you know what he just says? Bleep it. I will spend as much as I need to to win. And ownership here said, no, we're we're on a budget. We're going to continue to cut corners and let our best players go.
3: When you have one owner, you can do that. Yep. When you have one guy that is the face of your franchise, you can do that. Yep. Um, that has not been the case with the Braves. And we've talked about this at nauseam. And 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 I'm not going to crush the Braves because, guys, we still got a World Series. We still have won this division five straight years in a row. We still came back from ten games out last year yep. when the Mets had us yep. and crushed their souls. Yep. So I can't sit here and say, woe is me, oh, we're not spending. But I will say that they are all in. Yeah, And, and they are not holding back from – opportunities that potentially are going to make them better. We are having to make these decisions. And, again, if you're going to tell me they didn't want to pay Dansby 140, 150, 160, whatever it might have been at the time, he gets 177, and you say, why, 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 Dukes? Why wouldn't they do it? To Zeno's point, they were not going to commit that kind of money based on the fact that they felt like, hey, we have other options, and we just cannot do that at this point. The Mets are not afraid. Remember I said this a couple of days ago? It's Dukes and Bella Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. The Mets are not afraid to have (laughs) 10 guys making $20 million. I said to you guys, I said, the Braves are not going to do that. You can't have, in the future, on the books, they've got the most guaranteed committed money of any team in baseball. We're not talking about next year's salary. We're talking about over the course of the next seven, eight years, Strider making 20, Freed when you re-sign him if you do. You talk about Riley and Olsen. And I said, they're not going to have 10 guys. The Mets, on the other hand, you know, they don't give a damn. Let me f- Make let me f- it have 20 guys, or 15
4: guys making $20 million. Let me frame it this way. You fell short last year of expectations, right? Okay? You didn't win the World Series. Forget about the one you won back in 21. That one doesn't matter anymore in the grand scheme of things because you're trying to win one every year. If you're not trying to do that, you're in the wrong business. They are trying to win every now, year. Now, that said, what a team did that fell short, and any team, take, take the Mets, take the Yankees, take the Dodgers, take whoever, we fell short last year. So we are going to do things that are going to make us decidedly better to get further than we got last year and try to win a title. The Braves didn't
3: do anything to get decidedly better than they did last year. But let me say this, too, about what the Mets are doing. It's not sustainable. It's not. Zinno, you can go all in for next season, and I'm fine with that. Okay. Fine. Maybe win the division. Finally. We own the East. Maybe you get to World Series. But I'm going to tell you right now. Three years from now, this team will not look like this because it's not sustainable. Fine,
4: but this owner isn't about sustainability. Yes, he is. No, Doesn't he, he want to win every year? Well, he, 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 he wants to win, win right one now, first, right now. And so the yes. difference is, is the Rams, even go back to the Marlins, every fan yeah, but what you're who telling is desperate for a championship would do the same thing to
3: sell their soul and not worry about sustainability to give me a championship now. And here's the difference. The Braves have won. And yeah. now it's about how many more we can get and stay good
4: for a long time. What did I say about building a dynasty when it comes to being the Braves? That's one way. Well, that's one, one way. way. Right. But the point is, is that it starts to feel a little bit deja vu-esque when you won 13 straight division titles throughout the 90s and everything else and got one championship out of it. If you don't try to get decidedly better again, then you're going to have
3: that same run where sure, we'll make the playoffs. Sure. Sure. We'll th- win divisions, but th- we're not going to win World Series. But I think it's unfair to say that. And, and again, I don't want to compare what John Sherholtz did in the 90s, and it'll never be done again. We've talked about it. Were you in the division for 14 straight years? Nobody's yeah. ever going to make yeah, that Three run. starting pitching Hall of Famers. Okay, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I, I'm judging Alex Anthopoulos on what his – record says, what his scorecard says. It's great. His scorecard is pretty damn good. It's better than good. Okay? So, when you start to talk about, well, he made those moves and it didn't work, name a couple of moves that haven't. Even the ones that haven't, he's moved on from. Like, he doesn't stick and stay. He says, hey, it's not working. We're going to do something else. I'm about sustainability. I want to win for a long time with the Braves. You're telling me, hey, Dukes, we're going to be in the playoffs for the next seven years because of the way that we're managing our team. Hey, Mets, We may win it next year, but then we got to dismantle this crap because it's just way too many guys making way too much money, and I can't be in the luxury tax paying $115 million every year. Which is more than the payroll of about a dozen teams. (laughs) It's unsustainable. So Mets go all in. Are they better on paper, Braves fans? Yeah, right now. Absolutely. And I can't disagree. that It's okay to admit that. I can't disagree with that. But I want to win for a long time. And this is the way you have to do things. 404-741-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. The other big story we are following and we will talk a lot about today is what's going on with our Atlanta Hawks. So the latest, if you've not heard, Travis Slink steps down. Now, Travis Link took this job in 2017. He was the general manager. He comes in after Bud. And builds what we currently have. All these guys, for the most part, are here because of Travis Slink and what his, uh, his his vision was going to be for this, this, this Hawks team. And then, you know, we get word that Landry Fields is going to become GM. And I got to be honest, Mike and I said this when it happened. It was like, hmm, that's weird. But okay, Travis is going to be the basketball, president of basketball, you know, operations or personnel. He takes a step up. He's still got to be, you know, Landry Fields still has to report to him. But now he steps down, Zeno, you know? And this is interesting because of the timing. When you say a team is just a game above five hundred, and also because this was the visionary. This was the guy that said, hey, we're going to draft these guys, we're going to put this team together this certain way, and this is how we're going to win. He's still going to be in an advisory role for the team, at least for right now. And I think, I think, Don't you think that it'd be smart of the Hawks to maybe bring somebody in over Landry Fields to to maybe be the overseer? Landry Fields, no disrespect, he's 35 years old. He's been on our show numerous times. He knows what he's doing. He sounds like he's he's totally, you know, vested and involved. But don't you think it'd be smart to bring in somebody else maybe with some more experience to oversee this thing and kind of develop it? I mean, let's
4: look objectively at what just happened. Folks, look at any line of work where you are. Look at any, any business that you actually work in. If one of your bosses gets a, quote, lateral promotion, right, which is the most asinine term there is. Yeah. Uh, there's no such thing as a lateral promotion. You well, get it's moved sideways. Up.
3: That's a sideways promotion. No, there's right? no such thing. You,
4: sideways. By definition of promotion, it's up. Do you, if you don't lose money, you can go sideways, yeah, right? Yeah, sure. That, that basically, you can keep your paycheck to do less work, which is kind <laughs> of awesome. Um, but this is, this is the whole deal, guys. If this doesn't smell to you like the first foot out the door, for Travis Schlenk. I just look across town at the Falcons. Remember, we hired like seven GMs at once. By the way, does Scott Pioli ever get another GM job? Uh, he's no, he's not. Nope. No, he's not. And that's not an, a knock on Scott. I'm just saying. Yeah. He was a GM. No, nope. Now you're out. This, this is the end of Travis here in Atlanta, one way or another. When you get moved out
3: of that position, And you strip someone of the power to make those decisions. Wait a minute. They didn't strip him. The press release said he was leaving to to focus on other things and his personal life. Let's not disrespect what this press release said. Uh,
4: That press release ain't what the paper it's printed on, and it's about as useful as the toilet paper in my bathroom. It doesn't mean anything. What are you saying? You can write whatever you want on a press release. So what are you saying? What I'm saying here is that you can't use the F word here. Not that F word. You know, the rhymes with fire. Yeah, that one. Because that's not what happened. Because the press release tells you that's not what happened. But in reality, he's still in an advisory role. An advisory role. Hmm, let me see. So in other words, we only ask you your thought when we want your opinion. Other than that, we don't have to get your advisory opinion on anything. That's exactly what the, 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 does Landry have to consult with Travis Schlenk now? How about no? This They're, is a move. The GM reports to one dude and one dude only. The owner.
3: There are bigger things seemingly going on. Obviously. How much is it going to affect the team, though? Because, Zeno, if you're right, we're going to come back and talk about this. If if you're right, I'm never right. Everybody knows that. If you're right, then that means that we could potentially see other moves, meaning trades, meaning stars being traded. We're going to talk about it when we come back on Sports. Today, early signing day for college football. Connor Riley's going to join us a little bit later on. Dog Nation. We'll find out what the dogs are doing right now. It looks like they're going to remain at two. Uh, Alabama has the number one class in the country. But, uh, you know, again, it's early. Things could change. And we're going to talk more about that because it is a big day in college football. Um, we have been talking about this Travis Slink news because this could reshape things for our Atlanta Hawks. Could? May. That Will. Depends on if they stay the course or if they bring in new people. Okay. If you bring in new people, that's new ideas, new vision, new focus. If you're telling me they stay the course and Landry Fields becomes a general manager and now he's the voice, I don't know how much that differs from what maybe they were already doing. And I'm not saying he's not his own man, but again, he was answering the Travis Slink. I think they were on the same page on a lot of these things. With that said, Travis Link steps down today. And Zeno's in for Mike today. We're talking about this, guys. Hawks play tonight. We're a team right now, and I don't want to say that this is, you know, we're a team in disarray because I do think what's happening on the floor and the injuries are one component. Well, what doesn't have an
4: effect on what happens on the floor. It does. And do you now, think guys are a little bit nervous right now? you think guys are looking over and play? I mean, yeah, they, they compartmentalize once a ball goes sure, up in the air. Sure,
3: sure. But, you know, well, let's, you walk through that locker room, it's got to feel a little bit of a different tenor today. Okay, well, let's talk about the elephant in the room, and this is where I'm going with this. If you are a guy, and all of the guys, you look at this locker room, Travis Schlink had some hand in bringing them here. He drafted Trey, mm-hmm. right? John. Mm-hmm. He brought in all these guys. Hunter, all these guys. So, at the end of the day now, whoever is the new guy and how this all shapes out and what the organizational structure is, you don't have his backing. Put, put it this way.
4: Moves are going to happen. Did Travis Schlink draft Cam Reddish? He did. Okay. He did. Uh, and he was a guy who recognized that he made a move very quickly that he wasn't what he thought he was.
3: Yeah. And, and remember, Cam allegedly wanted out. He wanted more playing time. And Travis was like, cool, we'll trade you.
4: There can't not be moves coming. There, 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 what moves because, are you talking okay, about? Dukes, staying the course gives you the same results. Playing tournament.
3: Well, yeah, I'm not saying they're going to stay the course. I'm saying who this is why I asked you about an overseer, a guy that might be above Landry Fields, who then becomes, I don't know, president of basketball operations or whatever the title you want to give him to my point, because what you're saying is I'm trusting my organization and all my decisions now to Landry Fields. Guys, Travis Slink was a 13-year assistant general manager before he got to Atlanta. Where he won, like, two or three titles. <laughs> and helped build what may be one of the best dynasties in the history of the NBA. Yep. Draymond, that's Travis Slink. And you just booted that guy out of the door. Okay? Clay and and, and St- that's all, hey, we're in meetings, this is where we need to go. Travis was a big component, and it's not even those guys. That's your core. It's the other guys he brought in along the runs oh, yeah. to win championships. Oh, yeah. So it's not like you—you just walk. He walks out the door, and you go, "Well, we'll be just fine." Again, don't know what Landry Fields is going to do. My thought is, I need another guy to oversee and say, "Hey, what's the direction? Where are we going? What are we looking at?" And and I also think you're right as far as the stars on this team. I'm not saying everybody should be anxious, but anybody that felt like they're untouchable may not be because Travis is not—he's not running it. And I think that's what you're getting to—is should these guys be nervous? I don't think they're nervous, but you're not untouchable. If you felt like, hey, nothing's going to happen, or maybe I won't be moved, how do you make this team better? How do you make us a championship team is the real question for whoever is going to have those decisions.
4: Let me ask you a question. How much actual NBA executive experience does Landry Fields have?
3: Compared to or just, just
4: period? General. Just period. Period.
3: Um. This I mean, is he, he.
4: He ran the G League for the Spurs. Correct. This is right? his
3: first real opportunity. Right.
4: He was. A, he was a college scout um, with San Antonio, and then he got promoted to the G League GM. Mm-hmm. That's not. That's not an NBA general managing experience. Essentially, you just gave a guy a role after eighteen months of being in the assistant role. You know, uh, when you take guys who don't have a lot of experience in roles and give them jobs that they don't have a lot of experience doing like the Colts just did, you see how it works out. My point is, and this isn't a slight on Landry, my point is is that guys with this little experience only get these jobs based off of the fact that they will do a lot more of what they are told as Mm. opposed to create their own way. Mm. And what I'm saying here is, and what I'm conspiracy
3: theorizing. Okay, all right, conspiracy theory.
4: Tony Wrestler might not be happy about the direction of the way things are going. All right. He probably wanted a faster timeline than what Travis, you know, again, you said 13 years. It took a while yeah, for Yeah, and he's been here since 17. It took a, took a while for Golden State to really get to what they were. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Had to go through a couple of coaches as well, a couple of iterations of players, things of that nature. I get the feeling, and again, I'll, this is conspiracy theory Mark talking, that one of the edicts that Landry got in taking this job you're, you're going to move off a tray. I'm sorry. You're going to move off a tray. Excuse me. At some point in time, you're going to move off a tray. Meaning? Meaning that that guy who's already we've seen his disagreements at Lloyd Pierce, and now there's rumblings about the locker room, and and rumblings about what kind of teammate he is within the locker room. All I'm saying here is that, as you said, you get a new view a new everything is on the table right now i'm not saying it's going to happen but there's probably some deep discussions about the idea of reorganizing this whole entire thing and the only way you reorganize things in the nba is blow stuff up and you start from scratch and you rebuild over
3: zinno not me personally stop trey zinno are you telling me with such a young team trey young's 24
4: Mm -hmm. He's
3: 24. He hadn't even hit his prime yet. And I know that I have been critical of him because I demand more of our stars in this city. It's just what we do on this show. And when you don't perform at the level in which you're supposed to, you're going to get it. But you're telling me that you're ready to blow it up, start over? We just started over. Uh, Okay, and then you
4: you fired the guy who started you over. I'm sorry. You, You laterally promoted him. To a different position. Zeno, you read the press release. Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. I, I, I also read a lot of things that I don't believe are true. That said, you have to acknowledge that this is at least something that has to be swirling at this point in time. You didn't change guys to stay the course. You don't. It doesn't make any sense. You don't change. The, if, you're on a tra- if you're on a track and you're on a course to go towards somewhere, you don't get rid of the guy who put you on that track to leave you on that track. Travis did not leave on his own. He did not give up the power on his own. Why would he do that? Um, Okay. Remember when Urban Meyer left for health reasons? Of course I did. Yeah, then he went somewhere else and won a national title. He did. Okay. He lied. I mean, has Travis Schlank got a visit to the hospital that I missed? I mean, I'm not pretending to play doctor here, but
3: when was the last time you heard anything about Travis Schlank's health? Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Not ready to go. <laughs> Trey is a look. It's 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 a very hard deal to make. We have to acknowledge.
4: We have to acknowledge that when you when you trade a max player, it's really tough to do. You have to match salaries. You have to find. Usually these, yes. these are two. Or, yes. These are three or four team trades that involve a lot of moving pieces all it together. Does. It does. To get it done, so it's not an easy thing to do. And I'm not necessarily saying it's going to happen in season. But the only course they're going to stay is to ride this thing out until the offseason, and then, boom, start all over. And Landry Fields now has, what are we in, December, January, February, March, April, till the end of the regular season, and then May, June, July through free agency. Got seven
3: months to figure this out. All right. You know, you my head's spinning with all this that you're saying. But, but, but let me ask you this. Okay. Because what you're saying is that the owner allegedly – because this is all conspiracy theory. Is not happy or satisfied with where he's at, and he's disgruntled with the star, and therefore he's going to tell Landry Fields now I'm that the saying, star has to go.
4: I'm not saying that the owner is disgruntled with the star. I'm saying the owner is disgruntled with the process. And if you want to change the it process, takes, you have to change the players. It takes time, Tony. It takes time. But here's and I'll, I'll hit a rewind button. Here's why Tony Resto doesn't think it takes time. Why? Because about two years ago, the worst thing that happened to this organization could have happened. You made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. You, you upset Philadelphia, a team that was dysfunctional as it was at that point in time, and got to the Eastern Conference Finals, which put everybody in this city, myself included, on a footing and a trajectory of thinking
3: you were better than what you really were. Yeah, no, they are. They just didn't build on it. Okay. Because the what players... talk about with the Braves? Because the players know this was more about the players. Where's my Trey Young? turtle the players came back and said the regular season wasn't as exciting uh, yep. as the playoffs yeah that's not on that's not on anybody but these guys who said and felt that way coming back and feeling entitled that they were just going to roll into the season and win 60 games that's their fault then they got their asses kicked and got to play in the play-in tournament and realized oh we better take the regular season pretty seriously oh uh, yeah that's that- not on anybody but the guys who stepped on the floor and said well you know The regular season.
4: You have to believe that there are some philosophical differences at the top of this organization right now that preceded this move. I.e., again, do do you think Travis Schlenk really wanted to let Kevin Herter go? Now, we looked at it and said, oh, it's no big deal. It's Kevin Herter. Where's your three point shooting now without him? At the bottom of the league. It's at the bottom of the league. I'm not
3: going to tell you that I wouldn't want Herder. I, I love Red Velvet, but the reality was, Zeno, you were going to have to choose anyway. No, 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 no. If your
4: owner says, I'll go into luxury tax, you don't have to choose anything. You would have to choose. If your, if your, your owner, owner go, into go into luxury tax for t- Kevin Herter, you, I'm not going into no. luxury tax for Kevin Herder. You're not going into luxury tax for Kevin Herter. You're going into the luxury tax because you are building something going forward and progressively getting better. It's not about the one player that pushed you into luxury tax. What I'm saying here is that, it's that kind of move that if Travis Schlank had a vision and a path and was going this way, and the owner said, I'm not going to do this, you now have to make some decisions on what you're going to do. They got rid of the most expendable piece, which is why you look at it and say, I'm not going. We get it. Why would you go in and launch your for Kevin Herter? But what you're realizing now through 31 games this year, your three-point shooting stinks. Yeah, but you know who's
3: supposed to be better than Kevin Herter? DeAndre Hunter! He's supposed to be better. Theoretically. More on this, guys. Big decisions with our Hawks as Travis Slink steps down as president of basketball operations. All right, it is a big deal. We'll continue to talk about it. When we come back, we'll hit some headlines. We lose a legend. It's Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. I'm not going to lie, it's a lot more boring than the playoffs. Here's Dukes and Bell. Martino's in for Mike. Hope you're having a great day. Counting down to Christmas. 404 It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. Lots of guys chiming in on this uh, Hawks conversation we're having. Um, and I'm going to get back to this a little bit later on. But with the youth of our team, we, we do need development. We need more development. Um, I'm going to let you hear a soundbite from Nate McMillan coming up that kind of explains what I'm talking about. And Nate is talking around this and saying it in a way where if you just pay attention, he's basically saying, Look, it's hard to relate to guys. It just is. At my age and where I'm at and what I was able to do compared to what I'm trying to do with these guys. And I think it's an interesting perspective, you know, when you talk about where this team's going to go. We need development.
4: If I had to ask you right now to make a wager on whether Nate McMillan is coaching this team next year, are you saying yes or no?
3: 50 50. Because if Nate turns it around, and somehow we make a run in the playoffs as we did a few years ago. I don't think you, you step away from a guy who gets you back to the Eastern Conference Finals with the way this season has started.
4: If he ends up in the play-in tournament and gets out of it and loses in the first round again, same result as last year.
3: He won't be here. That's what I believe.
4: Now... If Travis, right now, if Travis Slank right still now. held the same title in the same job, do you think he's here with the same result?
3: Uh, no, I can't say okay. that. I, right. I, I, I That's can't, fair. I can't say that because I think ultimately it's still about what's best for the organization. I don't think Travis did anything that he didn't think was best for the organization. Um, guys, these are major decisions. Zeno and I were just talking about this. I'm going to take you behind the curtain. <laughs> I, I'm not sure what you do for a living, but there are jobs that when you step into them, There are millions of dollars on the line. Billions. With the decisions you make, okay? It's why, and I'll just be quite honest with you, in our business, you just don't run on and get on the radio, okay? You just don't step up and become a general manager behind the scenes because there are millions of dollars that are potentially at stake. The same applies when you're talking about a sports team. And and what we're talking about is we were talking about Landry Fields. The deal with, the, with the, the Hawks right now is it's fine if you have a guy that's overseeing this, and which is why I believe they're going to have to bring in somebody, not because he's not worthy or capable of the job, but every decision you make could cost millions of dollars. Yep. And I'll give you an example. You start trading stars away, Zeno, and all of a sudden you're not interesting at State Farm, and now I'm losing revenue and I'm losing attendance. That's on you. That's a big deal. So if these decisions don't come easy, when you start talking about, well, we'll just change things up, you better get the right guys because ultimately you're going to have to answer to the guy that says, why is my revenue down? Why is my attendance down? I just spent multi-millions of dollars to refurbish this arena. We got one of the best experiences in the the NBA, and look at my product. Those are big-time decisions. So I just think you don't come in and say, well, I've got all the answers and I'm going to fix it and start trading guys away.
4: I mean, Landry Fields has been – as an assistant GM and then GM for a total of two years and two months. Not a lot of experience in this role by himself. Plain and simple. There's a reason why when sports teams, whether it's NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, they kind of always pull the retreads out, right? They, They pull the retreads out because, you know, these guys have a proven track record and they've done the job before. They understand the nuances and the intricacies of what it takes. And again, I'm not mad at Landry Fields for not having well, – I'm not banging on him for not having enough experience. You just don't see these kind of jobs given to guys with this little experience often. And the reason is is because somebody else is really pushing the buttons. Again, I'll use the Yankees as an example. Aaron Boone came from a broadcast booth. I don't think he ever managed a professional game his entire life. <laughs> you got a job with the Yankees. You want to know why? Why? Because in reality, Brian Cashman makes all of the decisions. The GM's making all of the decisions. That's what this was about. So he's basically doing the bidding of the GM for the Yankees, which every Yankee fan knows and understands. I have to believe that if Travis Schlenk is now out of the picture in the main decision-making process, there's only one guy left to make the decisions, and that's the owner. So the conversations really go, hey, boss, what do you want to do? Mm. And the boss says, this is what I want to do. And now the new GM who's been there for all of two years, or less than that technically in the role, okay, boss, you got it. That's what it smells like to me. You don't take a guy with as much experience as Travis Schlenk. Yeah. Move him to the side. I mean, you know, he's stepping away for health reasons, obviously. Um, but move him to the side and then go, here, kid. I mean, Landry Field seven years ago was still bouncing a basketball around. That's <laughs> a pretty meteoric rise, to say the least, from the G League to GM of a team in a matter of three or four years. You don't see those kind of meteoric rises. They have, to, they have to be backed up by something concrete
3: that people could sink their teeth into. Well, that the guy that's spending all the money believes in. That he says, okay, I, 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 that's a decision I can buy into. I, I believe in you because you're going to listen to me. You, you can't just
4: do these I, things. If you want to hire yes men, that's fine. But let's understand here, what I see from the distance, without any inside information, just if you do simple math, Wrestler wanted a different direction and he gave it to Landry Fields
3: and Landry Fields basically is going to do what wrestler wants. Four zero four seven four one zero nine two nine. I want you to hear Nate McMillan headlines. By the way, brought to you by our friends at ATL Live Well. Low testosterone doesn't have to keep you down. Call ATL Live Well today. Don't just live. Live well. This to me, and he was asked this at practice, is what's really going on. And what I mean by that is, do we connect? Like I can be your coach, but do we connect on another level where? You totally believe what I'm telling you, and I'm trying to tell you the right things for the team and for yourself, and you're going to do those things. Or, or, or is this just surface level, all right, as Arthur Smith mm-hmm. likes to say? Is this a surface narrative? This is Nate McMillan asked about coaching different generations and where he's at right now with trying to, you know, figure all this out.
4: I'm coaching in a different generation of players that I play with. Uh, Really, I kind of coached, and it's different uh, the way you communicate, uh, the way the game is played, uh, and how they see the game. You know, they, they, they see the game different than uh, when I played it and when I started coaching it. Can I just – hold on a second. This, he just said that. After, was it two, three weeks ago, he had a fight with his star over playing in a game or playing, you know, practicing a shoot-around.
3: Yeah, we're talking about practice.
4: Yeah, Practice. Uh, and now, you know, he's telling you, I don't relate to that, period. Mm-hmm. The fight came from, and both sides are equally culpable. I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong. But you came from that incident to this now admitting, I don't connect with these players. That's a bad thing for a coach to say. I mean, listen, if you're married, it's not. you don't want to hear your spouse turn say, you know, I
3: really don't connect with you well. No, he's basically telling you when I played and when I was in this league and how coaches communicated and how we went about our business is different than it is now. Yes, Guys, it's 30 years later. Of course you, it's going to be. You don't admit that. Why not? There's nothing admit, wrong with that. You don't connect with your no, players. There's nothing wrong with what he's okay. saying. I think every coach in the NBA that's of a certain age, if they're Nate McMillan's age, they're probably dealing with this. You don't think Greg Popovich is dealing with this? How good is Pop now that Tim is gone?
4: Greg Popovich has like five titles in his back pocket. He,
3: my it's point different. is, no, no, it's not. You're telling me Pop is relating to a 21-year-old kid on his bench right now? Apparently he was able to. No. You know what that is? It's Pop. It doesn't mean that they, they no. have you know what else more than just a surface you, narrative. You want to know what that he is? He relates a to these guys. You know what he related to?
4: Pop related to David Robinson. Pop related to Tim Duncan. Of course and Those guys related to the younger guys. He's telling you the main star, I don't relate to you. He's telling you that these guys communicate and the differently. Star, and they're and soft. the main star doesn't relate to everybody That else. is what
3: Nate is saying. This is a transitory property thing here. He is Nate basically doesn't relate to Trey. Trey doesn't you, relate to other players. He's telling you they're soft, you know? That they, if I say something to them in a certain okay. way, I hurt their feelings. Again. Is that something you want your coach publicly to say? I have no issues with it. Matter of fact, I I appreciate appreciate the honesty. Thank you. I appreciate that he said it. Here's the deal. He's not lying. I've talked to other NBA coaches. I've talked to other NBA coaches around the league. There is this thing that, hey, this Gen Z generation, they've seen and and gone about things differently, and, and so be it. But the fact is, the way I would like to coach, and Nate is saying the way that I would prefer to do things or the way I was brought up. I can't do that with I, these guys I can't
4: think of a bigger kiss of death than him admitting that out loud why yeah, they, they, they see the game different they do I mean unless There's I'm missing the context wrong. there may I, I'll, I'll say this with a caveat I didn't hear the whole quote they may, what might, were you doing might, we just played it well was that was, was the question about basketball or is the
3: question about you know I, I, I understanding I, he's coaching a different generation than when he played that was the that's the genesis of it does is, is, is Steve Kerr have a
4: problem relating to anybody in the Warriors? Because Steve Kerr played in the same generation as McMillan did. He is, has no problem relating to players. Has Steve Kerr been asked this question? I don't know. Uh, do you think Steve Kerr would ever – you know, I don't really relate to Steph.
3: You I don't know. know. Dre, he did say Dre, Dre, specifically. Dre, He said, this generation of players, he's comparing. It's code, man. It's code. Oh, goodness gracious. It's code. coaching in a different generation. Thank you. You are
4: coaching in a different generation. How many coaches are his age that seem to not have the same amount of issues and have never said that publicly? And even if Pop didn't relate to his players, do you think he ever got in front of a microphone and said, you know what, I don't really relate to uh, Tony Parker. He's from France. I don't relate
3: to him. I don't know if he did. When you have... Superstars of that elk on your team, you don't have to do a, a whole lot of relating. To your point. No. Do you think Phil Jackson related to the twelfth guy on the bench? But again, can I finish? Look at look at baseball.
4: <laughs> Come on, Bob. Look look at baseball managers who are really old. You know, sometimes it's just about it's oh, not about mean, managing. The oh, game. you mean it's like Tony managing. that just fell asleep on the on the on the bench and yeah, quit? That Tony. I, I was thinking more Joe Torrey who had superstar upon superstar and managed to keep it all together because It's not about necessarily relating to them about, hey, run this play, do that. It's about relating to the egos and managing the egos of the guys in your locker room. It it is.
3: So you'll be quiet now. (laughs) No, I won't, Pop. It's Dukes and Bell at Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. You do have to relate to them, Zeno. Yeah, you You, do. You you do. You can't admit this out loud. You do. You you cannot just take, hey, I want you to run this play. It doesn't work that way, man. This is
4: the first step in marital counseling for everybody. Like, honestly, I don't relate to you.
3: Yeah, okay. Generationally, there's nothing wrong with what he's saying. Guys, they grew up with cell phones and electronic right. devices you never had. They communicate on a constant did basis. Did I miss
4: the back end of the quote? We said, I don't relate to these guys, but you know what? You know, and, there's a chemistry we all have together. And, there's a way that we all get along. There's a way that we understand each other. Did he, did he caveat it
3: with the rest? Because I missed that part. <sighs> Does he have to lay out everything for you? We're coming back. It's Dukes and Bell.
2: How powerful is Cox Internet?